Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Let's just start at the end at the beginning because that just makes so much more sense. <laughs> Welcome to Venice. Welcome to my hotel room. Welcome to an evening in Venice with Crystal Crawford. You are on the Crystal Crawford Show. You're on Facebook Live. You are in your nightgown or in your short. <laughs> Um, it's so funny when you start a radio show. It's like all of a sudden you got to do radio show stuff, pock and pot, everything that is. So today's topic is practicing prosperity consciousness and other not dry things that make you money. Hello, 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 hello. Hi, Manuela. Hi, Celine. Um, I am starting 30 days of practicing prosperity consciousness Wi-Fi. Ah, and we're back. Okay, cool. Hi, Dominique. <laughs> So tomorrow I start 30 days of practicing prosperity consciousness, and um, if you're listening in the future, tomorrow is July 4th, <laughs> 2017, and um, I'm, I'm really excited about it. More than excited, I'm just so ready to dive in. Um, I just finished a four-day class called Benevolent Capitalism with Stephen and Chutessa Bowman, with Gary Douglas, with Dane here of Access Consciousness, and... I'm actually a little brain dead. That's what's going on right now. Um, <laughs> I'm a little jet lagged and a little brain dead from the class. Um, that's how good it was. And the the primary, okay, there's so many things. This is going to be all out of order. And I think I'm going to stop saying that because it's always out of order. So um, this book, Prosperity Consciousness by Stephen and Chutessa Bowman, has been sort of weaving its way in and out and through my money pulls that I've been doing for the last 90 days. And um, I realized as I was reading it one day that it's got so many different little exercises that we can take ourselves through to actually get more awareness of where we're functioning from. Now, about, some of you guys know this, but about, um, okay, so I was going to say about six months ago I transformed my financial reality, which is true, but there's actually been different phases to the transforming of my financial reality, and I know a lot of you are in constant question about this. I get a lot of questions about it. Um, it seems to be a hot topic, you know, in and amongst all of us who are seeking more of like, how the fuck do I create more money? And, um, you know, I've told this story a number of times before, and, and I'll tell again a different way because you never know. You might be hearing it for the first time. But um, like about six or eight months ago, and time is not relevant to me, so I have no idea if that's actually <laughs> accurate. But right around that time, I started realizing that if I wanted to get something different in my financial world, I had to do something different. And the one thing that I'd never actually chosen to do was, was really, really, really get present with my financial reality. Like actually get present with the points of view creating my financial reality. I sort of had this point of view that if I didn't look at it, or if I just kept pock and potting myself, which if you're new to access consciousness is like clearing all of the points of view that you don't have any cognitive awareness of. If I just kept doing that stuff, hi Erna, hi Adama, um, that the stuff would sort of magically take care of itself. And it just wasn't changing. Now, having said that, I was able to create myself from a $20,000 income to uh, $160,000 income in about six months. That's, that's awesome. Like, I don't know a lot of people that do that. And that was with like kind of basic tools and just being myself. I'm going to come back to that. Just being myself thing. Turns out that was the key. Spoiler alert. So, <laughs> and my financial reality has always sort of gone in dips and spurts because one of the things that I've done, and I don't know if you can relate to this is I have always like been, I'm in, and I'm out. 
and I'm in and I'm out and I'm in and I'm out. So of course my finances have done the same thing. They're like, they're up, they're down, they're up, they're down. I've got great cash flow. I've got no cash flow. I've got no, I'm down to zero. I'm down into the negatives. And then I've got lots of money and then I go do access classes for however long. And last year around December, I just got really, really, really tired. Like I was just over it. I, I really, really desired something different. And I realized that if I wanted to do get something really different, I had to do something really different. Like some of the stuff that we hear that's sort of cliche is, is cliche because it's true. It's like if you do the same thing expecting different results, um, that's insanity. And that's what I was doing. I was really keeping my head in the sand, flailing around, creating in the way that I knew how, and expecting different results. And it wasn't creating what I desired. I mean, I really desired this ongoing stream of income. And one of the conversations, we had so many different conversations in this benevolent capitalism class. And, and the reason I bring in that class to this conversation is because the, some of the facilitators of that class wrote this book, Prosperity Consciousness, Leading Yourself to Money. And the same energy that was in the class is in this book. And I mean, it's not really new information that you've never heard before, especially if you hang around access consciousness circles. Like it's not new, but it's presented in a way that I don't know if it's more palatable or it's just different. Um, so there was a lot of conversations around business and money and generating and instituting things and all of that stuff. And the primary conversation was around like when you function as a benevolent capitalist, like when you function as somebody that like, like looks at all the possibilities all the time, that doesn't look at the impossibility, that is constantly choosing, is always looking like what created this and what can I choose that would change it. When you're functioning from that place, like you can't not lead yourself to money. Like when you're functioning from question of, okay, so how many revenue streams can I create from this one idea? You know, like that was one of the concepts that was introduced to me of like every single thing I create, what if there was five revenue streams that I could generate from that one thing? And that was just like mind blowing. And I, you know, what if every single thing that you said to yourself, you started questioning of going, not from doubt, but going, okay, so what is this? What difference am I creating with this? And what am I, what am I creating with this? And what am I, if, if we create everything, what have I created here? And what could I be or do to change it? And none of this is like new information, but what I started to really get was like, if we're really, really determined to stay in the problem of our financial reality and try to fix it, and that's one of the things Gary said, is like, if you try to come from the place of trying to fix a problem, he's like, you're never actually gonna get to where you wanna go. Because one, you don't have a problem, so there's nothing to fix. Well, that might be the only thing. You don't have a problem, there's nothing to fix. It's actually a lie that you've got a problem and there's something to fix. He's like, you actually have to look at what you wanna create that's different. And we've been so entrained into this reality that, you know, for us to like be better people or be better versions of ourselves, like we have to fix ourselves, learn what's wrong with us, judge ourselves, judge ourselves so we can know what's wrong with us so that we can fix what's wrong with us so that we can have what we want. Like it's total horseshit. It doesn't actually work. And the thing that works is, is looking out for what's fun, fun for us, playing with all the different tools and the questions to see what we can actually generate and create and, and being willing to choose in every 10 seconds with no point of view. Now that's all well and good. Like, 
you know, I mean, I've heard that stuff for three and a half years. I've been playing with these tools for three and a half years. And um, eh, that's great information. We've heard it before. But how does that translate into a life? Like, how, how do you actually take that reality or take that possibility and, and apply it in your life? And one of the things Gary said in the class today is like, he's like, you guys don't actually ask how you can take these tools, how you can take these questions that we give you in class and actually apply them to your life. And I was like, and, 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 and there was another piece to that, which was that actually when you are willing to be questioned and choose in every 10 seconds and, and always be looking at the possibilities, you don't actually require the tools. You become the walking benevolent capitalist. You become the walking possibility. You become the infinite being that doesn't judge, that just chooses based on, hey, does this create more? Yes or no? Yes. Okay, done. You become the infinite being that doesn't function anymore from like cognition and all that mental masturbation that we do. You know how you jerk off your brain all the time because it's fun, because brain is fun to jerk off? <laughs> you don't do that anymore. <laughs> By the way, I just submitted this radio show to iTunes and I swore upon my grave that it wasn't explicit. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do with me. You know, if I don't get approved for a podcast, we're going to know what happened. <laughs> Dirty potty mouth. Um, <laughs> I cannot keep a train of thought to save my life. Where was I going with this? Hey, if you guys have questions about this, um, let me know. Um, so this whole topic of practicing. Okay. So let me just segue into something totally different. Then we're going to come back around and then we're going to swerve and then we're going to go past the tree and then down the bridge and around the bend. Okay. So I was about two years old. Well, my mom was a piano teacher from when she was born, <laughs> when I was born. <laughs> and, um, I basically started learning music from probably then I didn't start playing until I was about five. And, um, I practiced the piano for I don't know what it, what it was when I was a young kid, but I mean, like, as I got older and I was in my eight, eight years old and nine years old and things like that. Hi, Karen. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Crystal. Hi, you guys. Um, I, I practiced a lot. I practiced a lot. It was probably two to three hours a day. It was crazy. My mom was training me to go to Juilliard, which is this big, massive music school in, um, in the United States, and I didn't have any other dreams. I was like, okay, I guess we'll do that. And, and then for me, practice time was really, really, really like, hi, Julie, um, intense. My mom was really judgmental and she had a very, very fixed point of view about how practicing should be. And so I had to practice her way and it was just, it was really laborious and arduous. And I've noticed that this practicing word has a lot of charge for a lot of people. I mean, practicing as it has been in the past, like hasn't necessarily been fun for a lot of people. Hi, Christine. There's a lot of you guys on. Hi. Um, and the one thing I know about anything, and, and, and this tied into a conversation that we had in Benevolent Capitalism, which was this whole conversation about educating yourself, is that anybody who's actually willing to educate themselves or to practice their craft becomes a master. I, I read something somewhere one time. I'm probably going to butcher this, but it was something like if you read a total of 10,000 hours a year on any given topic, you become an expert to the level of a PhD. Like you could go on your own and read on a particular topic for 10,000 hours, you know, here and there in your spare time at night or whatever at the library. 
And at the end of that time, you would have as much information as somebody who had studied to have their PhD. And I've never forgotten that because I used to read and gather information all the time. And actually, I still do. Um, part of what makes my online business so successful is because I'm constantly educating myself on what what's next, what works better, what what's possible, what's out there, what do, what do, how do I do it? You know, um, I'm constantly desiring and seeking to be on the creative edge of online business. And, um, and there's lots, I don't know and whatever, but that's, that's my desire. And so there's this, in any area where I've been really, really successful or it's been ease, it's because I've actually chosen to educate myself on that thing. My online business, you're looking at it. I am an online facilitator, a certified facilitator. So I basically have an online coaching and facilitation business and I, that's all I do right now. That's my primary source of income. Now I'm looking at expanding that and actually diversifying and because I don't want all my eggs in one basket, but this is what I do. And a lot of people ask me how I did it. You know, like, how did you do this? How did you become famous? And I'm, I'm not, not quite there yet. Although you guys know me and I haven't met you in person yet. <laughs> um, and there's, there's some hows. I mean, there's things that I did that instituted this, you know, there's, there's, um, things that I wrote and th specific things that I did, but I've tried to teach people the things that I did and get them to sort of duplicate me and it never works. You know why? Because the way you create business and the way you institute and create money is not going to be the same way that I did it. You absolutely cannot do it my way because you're not me. And this whole thing about leading yourself to money is actually about being you. The thing is, like, we are so fucking good at, we have this bu massive biceps of judgment that we've really, that we've learned how to do. We know how to expect and project. We know how to get into drama around things. We know how to have a problem. We know how to be in lack. We know how to need. Like, we know that stuff inside and out. We've been functioning from that for a long time. What we don't choose to practice is, is the, a different kind of consciousness. Like, a different kind of consciousness that would actually lead you to money that would actually lead you to ease, that would actually be ease. Um, you know, there was this one guy in class, his name's David Cubis, and he's, a, he's brilliant. He's a lawyer. He's, part, he's a massive part of creating for access consciousness, PROA and the Castle Bergone and all of these major projects. And he's phenomenal. And he gets a lot of shit in classes, you know, for, for his fixed points of view about how things should be. And, um, oh, I just lost my point. There was something there about... Um, Nope, lost it. Okay, I'll come back to that. Um, but every single fixed point of view that you take about money, about the lack of money, about needing money, creates the space that you can't receive money from. It actually destroys all possibilities of receiving money. Every single fixed point of view you take. So it doesn't matter what that fixed point of view is. It doesn't matter if that fixed point of view is like, I, I need money. I never have enough money. I can't do this. I, I'm sure I can't, you know, it, I'm, I can't think of a lot in this 10 seconds, but like, it doesn't matter what the fixed point of view is. And the, and the problem with money is that a lot of our fixed points of view are absolutely covert, hidden, unseen, unacknowledged shit. What we call shikyu, which is secret, hidden, covert, unseen, unacknowledged, and a bunch of other yous that I can't think of right now. So basically stuff that you, you've never even acknowledged. And I watched in this particular class, Benevolent Capitalism, as Gary facilitated everybody, and he started to, with different people, there were, so people would come to the microphone with a certain question. 
and Gary would go in a totally different direction than you thought he would. Well, first of all, he's not predictable. But second of all, he sees almost instantaneously the underlying point of view that somebody's functioning from. So this one woman had one, a, a series of questions, and she really didn't want to change it. Like there was just, she was, the conversation was going nowhere. The rest of the class was sort of going, oh my God, we have to listen to this again. And he finally just pinned her to the wall and was like, you hate men. You're always trying to get your pound of flesh and I'm done. And he got really, really intense with her. And it was one of those things that sort of threw all of us because none of us had really seen this point of view. Like we hadn't, we're like, Really, and then we all looked at the energy, and it just fucking matched. Like it matched, and she walked away, and she was really changed. By the next day, she came back into class, and she was a totally, totally different person, and really, really, really open to a conversation instead of trying to get, 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 and beat and batter and like have a problem and all this stuff. There was a different willingness to receive in her universe. And I realized that that was a result of him nailing and pinpointing the underlying point of view that she'd been functioning from. Now, that's the thing about money. It's like if you're not having what you desire to be having with money, like you have a whole series of underlying points of view that you're not acknowledging and therefore you can't change. And, you know, it's not required to go in and find the why of anything to just choose something different. However, when you're not just choosing something different, when you don't just look at your financial situation and that in that next moment go, this is fucking shit, I'm changing this today. When that's not what you're choosing, then you may want to look at, okay, so, okay, so cool. So what if, what if I could actually get into a practice of starting to acknowledge these underlying points of view so that I can acknowledge what's true? Because in this 10 seconds, if you're not wealthy and the way rolling in the kind of dough that you'd like to be rolling in, What's actually true is something other than what you're telling yourself. What's actually true is something you're functioning from that you're not acknowledging. And that's the thing about acknowledgement. It's like once you start to acknowledge points of view, no matter what they are, and half the time what, what you're going to get to acknowledge is your, is your greatness. But when you don't acknowledge what's actually true that you're either functioning from or that's actually true about you, you can't access it and you can't actually use it to create a different future. The thing about money is that you are the source for the future. You're the source. Nobody else. You're, you have everything you require right here. Right here. As you, the being that you are and the body that you chose, you have it. You're not missing it. You don't have to go find it. It's not something that you have to go seeking. What you need to be willing to do to have what you desire is to acknowledge that and to choose something that's actually going to give you access to you. And, you know, this thing about practicing, I can't not get it out of my system because every single thing that we do well today, walking, talking, eating with a fork. Do you remember when you were fucking two years old and you tried to eat with a fork? It was not pretty. You had peas on your cheek. There was spaghetti in your eye and I'm pretty sure you got it in your hair. All right. You had to practice eating with a fork. Okay. Do you remember when you were learning how to talk? You said tabby. The word was strawberry, but you said Tabby. You had to learn how to say strawberry. Sure, it was cute because you were cute, but what about now? Not so cute if you say Tabby, right? You had to practice your language. Now, as a kid, we didn't care. We didn't have a point of view. It was just what you do. We didn't even, there was no thinking involved in the practicing, right? It was just like, it's just what you do. Everyone else is walking. I'm going to try walking. Bam, on your ass. 
All right, what else? What can I pull up on next? How can I get this foot under? What is? What else is possible that I've never considered? Oh, you know, if you lean up on this side and you like prop your heel on this, you actually get a leg up and then your knee buckles. And then when you give up for the day, you go have a nap, you have a poop, you go to bed, and you get up the next day and you keep trying to walk. And it's this ongoing practice that has actually empowered us to do the things that we take so much for granted. I was even looking at the other day, um, the fact that we can all read, we can write, we know how to use technology. That was not stuff we came into the world knowing how to do, people. We had to practice that, okay? That's why we go to school, to practice our arithmetic, to read. So what the fuck makes us think that with money, we can buy some free calls, listen to some free radio shows, get a little pock and pod, and change our reality? Now, some of that works. Like, I'm not saying. I mean, I changed my reality on, well, I probably took 15 or 17 access classes before my financial reality really changed. But you know what I'm, do you know what I'm saying here? It's like, there's this weird fantasy that we have that, to, to totally radically shift an area where we've been functioning from ridiculous amounts of lack and need that we can just sign up for all the free money calls that all the access facilitators do and we're going to be fine. No, silly. You've actually got to invest in yourself. You've actually got to make a different choice. And you've got to actually be willing to spend time every day investing in the change that you'd like to see in your world. And it doesn't matter what that is for you. I mean, you know, and that, is, that could be this thing and that could be something else. But that, it's required. And you don't have to choose it. But if you want something different, what could you choose that would actualize what you're asking for? You know, it's like, yes, questions, yes, um, clearings, all that stuff. But you are the institutor and the actualizer of your future. You're the institutor and the actualizer of your financial reality. And until you claim that, until you own that you're that person, you're the guy. Ain't nobody else going to change this for you but you. It won't change. It's going to change minuscule. It's going to look a little different. Um, you know, I, I tell, I've told this story before, but like, so New Year's Eve this year, I was like, oh, this is so got to change. And I started doing the How to Become Money workbook every week. And that was awesome. And for like eight weeks, I did it every week with a bunch of people. And some of you were on here and I'm so grateful. And then it got to be about eight weeks later. And I was like, still didn't have any money. Like that fucking workbook hadn't magicked money into my account, bastard. Now lots had changed. Lots had changed. I was a different space. I had far fewer points of view floating through my head. I had really used the tools to change my inner landscape, but I hadn't actualized something different yet. And I woke up that morning, um, Valentine's Day actually, and I was like, this is all gonna fucking change. And I, and I changed it a lot, I broke up with John. <laughs> I, like, I just changed everything. And started actually choosing and instituting something different. So, so prosperity consciousness is something that you already be. You already have it. The thing is that we have to choose it. And we have to choose it in every 10 seconds. Like it's not, it's, um, it's not like I'm committing to my life now and then I've committed to my life forever and so help you God. Like I'm done. You know, it's not, it doesn't work like that. It's something that you get to choose in every 10 seconds. And functioning from question and functioning from choice and functioning from possibility, like that's a whole new language, people. That's a whole new way of being on the planet. I don't know if you've noticed, but it's a little weird. And it requires a little dedication, a little bit of choice. And, and you can do it on your own. I mean, this book is 
fucking phenomenal. Prosperity consciousness is amazing, and it's got all kinds of practical exercises in it. And I know myself, if I don't do it with other people, I ain't gonna do it. That's how I roll. Like, if I don't actually commit to, to showing up for other people or, you know, and this is where you got to trick yourself too. Like, you got to know you. And you've got to be willing to manipulate yourself into something greater. And um, if you want something greater, now you might not. You might be, you know, watching these shows and be like, yeah, I'm pretty happy with my life. You know, whatever. Do a few calls here and there and that's good. And that's cool. It's just, there's no wrongness. I just realized, like, as I was sitting in this class, Benevolent Capitalism, there's like 30 people there. It's a really boutique group of people that I want something really different. I want to actualize something really different. I want to be even more a different possibility in the world. And I already am. And what else? What else can I be? What else can I add? What else can I vocal vocalize? What else can I, you know, inspire and instigate in the world? If I were willing to be a thought leader, if I were willing to be you know, an influencer, what would I choose? And I'm not saying that's your reality. You may have something completely different that's true for you. And start looking at it. Start looking at what do you desire to create as your life? Because money is like, yes, pay the bills, but that is like the tiniest, tiniest, tiniest fraction of what it is energetically that you are interested. Like it's not even, it's not remotely big enough to ask for that. And until we start to choose the things that actually match the scope that we be, like things can't show up because they, they aren't congruent. And so what do you desire to create as your financial reality? What do you desire to create as your life? What do you desire to institute on the planet as you? This is the question. This is the thing. You know, do you, is it, is it working for you to stay small? And, and, and I don't mean small from judgment. I mean like, Whatever small is for you. I know for me, it, it's just absolutely not something I'm going to choose anymore. And, you know, that's going to mean that I get wildly out of my comfort zone. That's going to mean, like, you know, I start choosing and creating stuff that is wildly not predictable. And I include a lot of people. And it's going to be a little messy. I can tell already. But I'm willing. And that's what I desire. And it's, it's, it's my job to actualize my reality on the planet. And I'm so excited to take that up. So, just that. And really the tools I want to give you are, are the tools that are in this book. And if you want to come play in the 30 days, awesome. And if you don't, that's totally cool. There's a page um, in the back of this book. There's so much. There's like a, there's like a workbook in here. Um, I can't find it right now because I'm like a little bit tired. But... Anyway, there's like, there's like lists and lists and lists of things that you can start to read, like tools to find out what you love to do, tools to lead yourself to money, tools to discover your hidden points of view. What commitment could you be to you to actually totally dynamically change your financial reality? And what gift are you already to the planet that you can start to uncover and discover and acknowledge that would allow you to be it even more? You are the gift this planet requires. And the more you're willing to be that and the more you're willing to seek and have and be the joy of you, the more that shows up in the world. And that is what I desire. That is what I desire for you. And that's what I desire for the planet. So I just got my 90 second warning. I'm gonna go early. I adore you guys. If this contributed, give it a share. And um, 
I'm going to go to bed because this Ben is 11.30 and I got a hot lover over there and I'm just saying he's falling asleep so I got to wake him back up. I adore you. I will see you next week. Bye.